Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice. Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace. Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Ivy League schools across the country have been garnering a lot of attention as of late for their pathetic response to October 7th. And really their coddling of anti-Semitic demonstrators and students um, on their campuses. Now, someone who's very familiar with this is Adam Gillette. He is from Accuracy in Media. He's the president of Accuracy in Media. And you all know him as the guy who brought the doxing truck to Harvard and to so many other schools around this nation. Um, Adam, I wanted to start because when I heard the testimony from these presidents, including Claudine Gay from Harvard, a lot of people um, in the mainstream media were surprised by their response. And, you know, basically saying that calling for the genocide of Jews on their campuses is okay, depending on the context. I wasn't surprised that they feel this way, Adam, because I've been following your work and I've been following a lot of these stories. I was surprised that they're still saying this, given the backlash and given the amount of donors who are pulling out um, from these schools. Can you give me your response to it? Are you surprised that they're doubling down on this anti-Semitism? Not surprised at all. It speaks to how incredibly unaccountable they view themselves. They think that no one can touch them. They've got all the money in the world. They've got a massive endowment and our tax dollars on top of that. So why should they do what the people want? Why should they stand up to anti-Semitism when they don't want to stand up to anti-Semitism? None of this was a surprise at all. Now, Adam, a lot of the um, students at these schools, they have taken aim at the doxing truck. They are not happy. Can you kind of explain to people, a lot of my audience is familiar with you. They're big fans of you, but they might not know exactly what the purpose of this truck is, how it came to be. So give people the background of the truck and also the responses that you've been getting thus far, especially because you're picking up a lot of steam and you're, you're getting a lot of attention. Sure. So for those who are unaware with it, of it, we've been launching a major campaign against anti-Semitism on college campuses for over a year now. Initially, it was Berkeley Law, but more recently, we spent a lot of time focusing on Harvard. First, we found the names of the leaders of student organizations that signed a public proclamation, public proclamation, banning, or I'm sorry, blaming Israel exclusively for what happened on October 7th. We sent a billboard to their campus with their names and their pictures. We also used geo-targeted ads so that anybody who had been on that campus in the last 60 days see those same names and photos with the words Harvard's leading anti-Semite on their phones, laptops, smart televisions. On top of that, we bought the domain names of those leading Semites, like AmariButler.com, and set up profile pages for them so you could read exactly what they've done. And then we work with search engine optimization experts so that if you were to Google one of these anti-Semites, if they applied for a job with you, one of the first results, if not the first result, is a profile page explaining what they've 
And then, of course, on top of it, we set up an action alert at harvardhatesjews.com where you can send one message that goes to all the trustees telling them to hold the university president accountable. i got to tell you, 10,000 people alone have used that uh, action alert six hours since the testimony. Adam, I'm going to put you on hold here just for a second because we're having a little bit of a disconnect with the phone. But I I want to focus in on the accountability aspect. You said you don't think that these presidents are worried that their response to this is going to have any sort of consequence. And I might have thought that if this were kind of a one-off incident, but after seeing some of these huge donors, including Bill Ackman and others, say, we're not going to hire people um, who are signing on to these anti-Israel proclamations. And furthermore, Adam, I saw Dave Portnoy from Barstool say, I'm not going to hire anyone until these presidents get fired. Do you think there's a chance that these people who think that they're Teflon, that these these pr- presidents who think they're untouchable, do you think there's a chance now the rubber meets the road? I think it's entirely possible that the presidents of both Harvard and Penn will be fired. Now, we've got to remember the trustees don't want to make it seem like they're cowering and backing down, so they're not going to do it tomorrow. It might be down the road. It might be at the end of the school year. It might be when nobody's looking and when we've forgotten about this next year. Uh, But I think these people are not long for this world in terms of employment. Really? Okay. Okay. Well, I I hope you're right. Um, My my next question for you, Adam, is do you have any plans to go to Northeastern to to branch out? I know at this point the truck has been to several different locations, several different schools. Where's your next spot? Sure. Yeah, we've been to, let's see, Yale, Columbia, CUNY Law School, CUNY Hunter College. I was at George Washington University with it last week, and we went back to Columbia. We're going to be hitting the West Coast soon. Now, as soon as these students return from winter break, we're going to be hitting about a dozen additional campuses throughout the country. And while they're on winter break, we might just be visiting a few more homes to make sure that mom and dad uh, have to explain to their neighbors why their kid doesn't like the Jews. Adam Gillette, we thank you so much for coming on. I have one more question for you, Adam. Um, As far as when these students, they speak out um, and they make it clear that they are pro-Palestine or, you know, they're pro-innocent Palestinians. And then they're also making it very clear, whether they realize it or not, that they're pro-Hamas when they start chanting things like from the river to the sea. And there seems to be no accountability. Do you think there's any chance that these schools see the error of their ways here, that they they start to change maybe the curriculum or the indoctrination? Um, Or do you think that this is a problem that is so deeply rooted in these schools that it's going to take a lot more than a little backlash to change their ways? That's such an excellent question. Now, this is really rooted in diversity, equity, and inclusion teachings from K-12 through education. These kids are radicalized before they show up on these college campuses. And that's where the fight needs to be. That's where our organization has been pretty active for about two years now. You've seen higher education have DEI banned in states like Texas and Florida, but we need it out of K-12 through education. And even when they ban it in those states, they simply rebrand it and call it something else. The only real solution to that is universal school choice where the money follows the child, where parents can take their kids out of these radicalized schools and send them to a school focused on actually educating them instead of indoctrinating them. There's a massive, massive expansion of universal school choice in states like Ohio, Arizona, and Florida this year, and I want to see more states do it next year.
That's a really great point, uh, school choice. And I think that issue is going to be coming up a lot more as we head into 2024. Adam, one other thing I, I just thought of this now, but do you also take into account the irony that these schools are now saying, well, you know, we're, we're big proponents of free speech, so that's why we can't really condemn people calling for the genocide of Jews. I actually heard Liz McGill from Penn. She's referencing the Constitution now. These are things that I thought these elitist uh, liberals hated, and now they're using it as some sort of like shield against criticism. Can you speak a little bit to the hypocrisy of that? In fact, one of the trustees of Harvard was responding to the emails that our activists sent to him by sending a post from FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education, where FIRE said it's okay for people to be uh, demanding genocide for the Jews. Sure, I personally think hate speech should absolutely be allowed on campus. But let's remember that Harvard has the lowest rating for free speech amongst every single college in America. Penn, second lowest. MIT, pretty darn low as well. So when they're banning all the speech that they don't like, while still allowing speech calling for genocide of Jews, it's not a free speech issue. It's an anti-Semitism issue. These people should be ashamed of themselves. Adam, the last time I spoke to you, you said that there were activists, uh, demonstrators, uh, Jew haters, whatever you want to call these groups of lunatics, that were very threatening towards one of the drivers of the doxing truck. Since then, has there been any incidents of um, these these angry students confronting you or anyone who works for activists? in media? So we use really well um, experienced security teams now when we visit these campuses. And as a result, I haven't been assaulted and uh, our cameraman hasn't been assaulted since we were at Harvard last month. Now, that being said, when our mobile billboard went to the Harvard-Yale football game and when it visited Yale that week, we had people attacking the truck, trying to intimidate the driver. And then we even had cars following the driver wherever he went off campus after he was done. He eventually went to a police uh, station where a police officer stopped the car following him and made that car stay behind where our truck driver left. These are the sort of creepy, horrible, wretched people that we're dealing with. Indeed. Adam Gillette, you are always an all-star when you come on. Can you let people know where they can follow you, where they can learn more about accuracy in media, and where maybe they can help your cause? Our website is aim.org, AIM.org. We're active on every social media platform. And if you want to send one message that goes to all the trustees of Harvard, just go to harvardhatesjews.com right now. Yeah, we actually had a lot of people calling in today who were, you know, had previously gone to Harvard, certain schools at Harvard, and they were sending in one dollar to show that they weren't going to donate anything more than a dollar. But I think if you go to Adam's website, you might you might be able to make more of an impact. Thank you, Adam Gillette. We really appreciate it. When we come back, I want to play some of this sound from Maya Sulkin, because I thought she did a really great job of explaining how all of these schools or these three schools where you heard from the presidents, Harvard, UPenn and MIT. They're constantly focusing on creating comfortable, safe, warm, welcoming spaces for their students. In my safe space. My safe space. Unless, you guessed it, unless it's the Jews. And she broke this down in a way that I think is really, really um, effective and will kind of give you a sense of just how hypocritical these universities are. We'll talk about that. But Jared, I have so many things still on my list that I want to get to. We have to 
really dive into this Gavin Newsom Christmas tree lighting. It, it has so many elements I love. Gavin Newsom being a coward yet again. He moves the Christmas tree lighting to a virtual Christmas tree lighting. Because what gets you in the Christmas spirit more than turning on the Zoom and watching a, a, a hair slicked back gel governor light a Christmas tree via the internet. I mean, really, doesn't that just get you in the mood for Christmas? We'll talk about that. I want to talk also, we we have the debate sound, and I really want to talk about the $7.5 billion that Biden got from Congress in this Inflation Reduction Act to install these EV chargers. Because here's the amazing thing about Joe Biden. When Joe Biden gets blamed for having an open border, that dereliction of duty that he is currently overseeing, he will say, Congress needs to act. And KJP will say, he's been perfectly clear. Let, let him be clear. He's been clear. Congress needs to act. It's all Congress's fault. He can't do anything. His hands are tied. He doesn't have the money. They haven't approved to give him more money to do nothing. So he can't do anything. If, he just, if they just gave him billions of dollars, he'd be able to still do nothing. But he'd be able to take billions of dollars from all of us. And so that's his excuse, right, about the border, is that Congress needs to act. Now, in the case where Congress does exactly what he wants and gives him the money that he wants, $7.5 billion, and he has it. He wants it. He's got it. And what does he do with it? Nothing. No chargers have been rolled out. The rollout is non-existent. And so my question is, what's the excuse then? Is it Congress needs to act still, KJP? What more can they do? Does Congress have to build the Chargers? I thought this was part of his big idea. Who built the Chargers, Joe? Who built the Chargers, Joe? It's just a question I have. We'll talk about that. There's so many things to get to today. One thing about me that you can count on is I am always chilly. Today was no exception, Jared. But I came in, I turned on my Gen 40 heater in the office, and I was fine. And that way I don't have to... I don't have to mess with the thermostat because Taylor tends to give me the hairy eyeball when I start messing with the thermostat. This way, I can be warm, you all can be cold, and that's fine. It was 18 degrees when I left work today. It's 18 degrees. This is the beauty of living in New England. It's here. And you know what? There's no getting around it now. You need your home to be warm. But what a lot of people don't realize is when you're trying to heat up your entire house, there's a lot of wasted heat. Like you're heating up the basement. You're heating up the side rooms that you're not going into. With the Gen 40 heater, you can bring the warmth with you. So if you are chilling, watching TV for the night, you know you're not going to move from the couch. You turn on the Gen 40 heater and you've got that little area warm and toasty. It's like a fireplace type of heat. And you're saving money at the same time. It's it's really killing two birds with one stone. You're raising the temperature and you're lowering the heating bills, which is perfect because I know my customers or my listeners love to save money and Eden Pure loves to save their customers money. That's why they're giving you $50 off the already low sale price of the Gen 40 heater. So for this week, this week only with code GRACE50, Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. And like I said, you know, around this time of year, we're heading into the Christmas season. And a lot of companies, they love to crank up the shipping prices because they know you're going to be kind of in a panic to get your products. With Eden Pure, 
They love you all so much. You know how good of quality their products are. They are actually willing to give you free shipping on these products, which is an unbelievable added bonus. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. We'll be right back. We'll play some more sound for you. And we'll talk about Gavin the Grinch Newsome canceling the Christmas tree lighting so you can watch it via zoom we'll be right back you're listening to the grace curly show this is the grace curly show Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curly Show. All right, so I want to talk. Well, let's play a Maya Sulkin cut first, Jerry, because this is what I always do to you. I always have you pull these great cuts, and then I don't play any of them. And that's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to work on that, okay? And Maya Sulkin put together. Pull less and not play any. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't be like me. Um, she's from Free Press. Barry Weiss uh, posted this today, and she does a great job of just pointing out the hypocrisy of these universities. I, I really want to focus on the Harvard one. Because that, to me, Claudine Gay and, you know, Bill Ackman was pointing this out. He called her out for being a a DEI. He said she was hired because of a DEI initiative. And they've just been in the news a lot lately. And obviously, we just had Adam Goulet on. That's where the doxing truck started was at Harvard. So I think it's fitting to play this cut. Here's cut 21. Safety first. That's the approach taken by university administrators these days. On campuses across the country, safety first has been the rationale for silencing speech and firing professors. This practice has birthed a whole new moral framework, one that treats microaggressions as acts of violence. It is your job to create a place of comfort and home for the students. But when it comes to threats and calls for genocide against the Jews, It's a different story. Not safety first, but anything goes. Just look at the facts. Last year, Harvard told students in a mandatory training session that using the wrong pronouns for a person constitutes abuse. Sizism and fat phobia, according to the session, are also attitudes that contribute to an environment that perpetuates violence. But when Harvard's president was asked by members of Congress this week in a hearing on campus anti-Semitism, If calling for the genocide of Jews constitutes bullying and harassment, here's what she said. It can be, depending on the context. Yeah. As long as she didn't say, maybe if she called Jews, if she she said, if someone said something bad about a Jew and they said they were fat, maybe then Harvard would care. But if they just want to, if they just say, you know, we want a genocide, then that's okay. It's just, it's just, it's hard, you know, it's what a tangled web we weave. It's really hard to navigate this new world we live in. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit here about the story from the Sacramento Bee. It says, in a bid to avoid an awkward and politically uncomfortable scene Wednesday evening, California Governor Gavin Newsom has canceled the public in-person Christmas tree lighting in favor of a remotely held pre-recorded event. This dude. All right, all right, all right. Jared, I know that we save the she's the serpent who guards the gates of hell for Hillary. But this dude is the worst. He's the worst. He 
just rolled out the flipping red carpet for Xi Jinping from China. The dictator of China got the red carpet treatment. He cleaned up the streets of San Francisco. They're usually covered in or decorated with needles and human feces. And he cleaned it all up for the dictator of China. But when it comes to a Christmas tree lighting that maybe, I don't know, some Americans might enjoy, some families might enjoy in the area, he bows to the mobs because he doesn't want the free Palestine crowd to, I don't know, tip over the tree. He is what the current version of Joe Biden is at its peak for. Like, that's the final transformation of Joe Biden is what Gavin Newsom is. We, we got to talk more about this. Gavin Newsom cancels Christmas. Are you on board? And Woker Joke when we come back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. It is Thursday, and I'm back, baby. And that means it is time for everyone's favorite segment. Don't let it go to your head, Taylor. It is time for Woke or Joke. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? I started a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Pink-haired wokers. <laughs> <laughs> the word woke means loser. <laughs> and Woker Joke is, oh my gosh, it keeps, the song keeps getting longer. I love it though. I never know what to expect. Woker Joke is brought to you by Aviva Trattoria. A gift card to Aviva Trattoria is the perfect gift this Christmas. So pick one up at any of their locations. To find the one nearest you, go to avivatrattoria.com. Taylor, thank you so much for coming in the studio. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, let's start today with Peter. You're first up on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Peter? I am. Okay. All right, Peter, here's your headline. Help! My boyfriend is cosplaying at home and wants me to call him by his character's name. That's a joke. Not a joke. It's true. Not a joke. Not a joke. This is Sorry, Peter. on a website called Queerty.com, a very LGBTQ-oriented website. What's the character? Naruto, 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 Jared, Naruto, Naruto. Well, and who is Naruto that, Jared? Or, Ner- or Naruto Shippuden? Because there's two. Oh no! You're gonna oh, make me no. swear on the air. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, we, I, yeah, I don't know which character. So this was like a letter to the er- editor thing. Is that the one he wears like a a blue headband? It's got like a silver plate in the middle. I don't, I don't. I don't. I, I confuse Naruto with Dragon Ball Z. A <laughs> like lot. a lot of a lot of wait, people. Wait. I think a lot of people in my high school, like in two thousand five, loved whoever that is. Wait, can I ask a question? What world are we in? Are we in like a Marvel the world? Anime. This is anime. oh anime. Okay, well, I, I had no idea. Weird anime. That's how far removed I am. Don't from... Don't trust anime yes, people. Yes, that you are thinking of Naruto. Okay, so this is a letter to the editor. It says, "Hi, Jake. My boyfriend and I both love gaming." 
It's one of the things we first bonded over when we met two years ago. In addition to that, he's also into cosplay. Not my thing, but I understand and respect it. His favorite character to dress up as is Naruto. Oh, this is a bugaboo for you. Lately, his love of cosplay, and specifically this character, has elevated to a different level. It started with him dressing up like him at cosplay events. Then he started dressing up like him at home. Now he's dyed his hair yellow. Oh, boy. Has started asking me and others to refer to him as Naruto instead of his real name. I want to be supportive, but it's getting really awkward. Dressing up is one thing, but changing his entire look and going by a different name, not sure I can keep going along with this. This would be like if you were dating an actor who was in character, like a method actor, you know? Like well, a Daniel Day-Lewis. At least they're getting paid. Right. Well, we, we don't know what this man's situation is. Maybe he's making a little side hustle. You're right, though. Usually with that, at least there's some sort of final product where they can finally take off the mask. Yeah. Never trust anime adults, along with Disney adults. Disney that's anime coming, adults? That's coming from a Disney I'm adult. I'm not a Disney adult. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Peter, for trying. Let's go to Ed. You're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Are you ready for your headline, Ed? Sure am. All right, Ed. Here's your headline. What really caused the White House holiday tree to topple? In short, climate change. joke that is a joke that was a very good headline though mm-hmm. yeah. by the way that was a joke that's not true i would have been i would have had a hard time picking that one whether it was woke or joke yeah, so i'm surprised good work emma jonathan you're next up on the grace curly show are you ready for your headline jonathan all set all right jonathan here's your headline george santos's local gay straight alliance chapter refuses to recognize his queerness Well, I'm going to have to say joke. It is a joke. Very good, By the Jonathan. way, that was a joke. That's not true. These would trick me. I, I wouldn't know which way to that go. That one was these. a team effort. She came up with the basic idea of that one, and I reworded it a little bit. You so. fine-tuned it a yeah. little. Okay. Thank you from the wizard. Uh, Steve, you're up next. Are you ready? Hey, Bobby. Are you ready for your headline, Steve? Yeah, give me an easy one. Okay, I won't, but here here you go, Jonathan. Here's your headline. Hot gift alert, the Nutter makes artisanal vegan milk out of anything. I'm going to say joke. Not a joke, sorry. Artisanal, wait. Not a joke, not a joke. I don't know if people know this about me. I love cow's milk. Yeah. I am a huge fan of whole milk specifically. I don't Over- know if I've ever seen you drink milk. I don't drink it in the office. I'm not a psychopath, <laughs> but I like it at home when I have a chocolate chip cookie. Um, but I, I like cream in my coffee, and I like cow's milk to drink. We buy our, our whole milk from the farm. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not that, that into it. But um, I think that more people need to get on board with cow's milk it's because it's, it's going away. I don't know if it's going it's away. It's going away, and I'm worried. Everyone's into all these other milks, and I just got to tell you guys. It's not milk. They're not good. No, they're not. They taste like water. It's Yeah, it's like a velvety colored water. So this is an artisanal. Vegan. It's a juicer. Can we call it? it it's a juicer. You're pressing. Ooh, I'm a yogurt nut, and I'm a nut nut. <laughs> they make delicious milks, man. 
That's Eagleton Rum. How do they get the milk out of the nuts, though? They squeeze it. It's a it's a juicer. But nuts seem so dry. Tell me you didn't grow up on a farm without telling me you didn't grow up on a farm. <laughs> the nutter. Did you grow up on a farm? No. <laughs> The Nutter is a machine that will make all your gourmet non-dairy milk dreams come to life. The best part, it makes single-serving portions with its miraculous 130-watt motor blade. So you are always get, it's it's a it's a food processor and then it squeezes the the processed stuff so it it's it's a juicer. What do they have to mix like for almond milk? They squeeze the almonds. Mhm. And then they mix it with what, like a paste? Like, how do they get it into a liquid form? I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't have all that information. <laughs> he did, he wasn't prepared today. Actually, I think what they end up doing is they they will soak the nut in water, and then that sort of softens it and creates a sort of a mush Ugh. that they then uh, will refine, and and they'll add different things into, and then just keep doing whatever they need to do until they get the correct quote unquote texture. Okay, thanks, Jared. The stuff that you know is very strange. Okay, so yeah, here, to get started, you add two to four tablespoons of your chosen base, up to one and a half cups of water, your sweetener of choice, and a pinch of salt. They know this stuff comes ready-made out of the cow, right? Yeah, we're doing a lot to just get a worse product. Tony, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Tony? I'm ready. Tony, here is your headline. California stores without gender-neutral toy sections will be fined under new law. I actually saw this one. Unfortunately, it is woke. Well, that's fortunate for you because now you're entered to win a $50 gift card to Aviva Trattoria. Not a joke. Not a joke. Wait, this is crazy. And actually, it's kind of not woke in a way because... Just by saying that certain toys are in the female section and certain toys are in the male section, aren't you lending credence to the idea that some toys are meant for boys and some toys are meant for girls? When I thought, like, why can't a girl pick up a truck? Why do you have to have a gender... What's in the gender-neutral section? I would say balls, but probably not. I don't know. Sorry. But this is a real story. This is a real story. California retail stores will soon be fined... If they refuse to designate a gender-neutral section for toys, shops with more than 500 employees statewide must have a gender-neutral area by January 1st or risk incurring up to a $500 fine under a bill signed by Gavin Newsom. This is nuts. So Gavin Newsom, can he doesn't do anything about the human feces on the street, the needles, the open-air drug markets in San Francisco. He can't be bothered about the shoplifting that's taking place that's causing like Whole Foods and all these other stores to move out of California. He can't be bothered about the fact that there's a mass exodus of people from the state, but he's going to worry about a gender-neutral section in toy stores. By the way, all these toy stores are probably going to go out of business soon because they get robbed so often the bill argues customers can identify unjustified differences in similar products for boys and girls if the toys are displayed closer together in an undivided area of the sales floor uh its sponsor claimed in 2021 the segregation of toys pretty strong word to use for inanimate (laughs) objects by a social construct of what is appropriate for each gender is the antithesis of modern thinking Keep this makes up. Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Keep up the good work, California. And you keep wondering why they, they there aren't enough U-Hauls around to get people out of that state. Frank, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Frank? 
Good afternoon. Hi, Frank. Here's your headline. The Golden Bachelor's Secret to Being Snatched in Your 70s, Barefoot Goat Yoga. That's a joke. It is a joke, Frank. Very good. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. I appreciate Frank's clear, concise delivery of his name and his answer. Frank is our woke or joke caller of the day. Did you hear about the Golden Bachelor getting canceled? Canceled? Yeah. What are you talking about? He was canceled. Oh, yeah. No. All right. So here's the thing. What's the thing? My wife and I have watched the entire season of The Golden Bachelor. Okay. Now, I sit there and make my jokes. She actually enjoys it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it to some extent. But it's it's just, you know, it's bubble gum for the for the eyes. It's it's just something to watch. But I saw that he was um very choosy over his women post his wife passing away. First of all, let me say, this guy creeped me out from the beginning. Bad vibes. But you have bad vibes most people you meet. And most people are terrible. <laughs> so we see things differently on that front. But uh, go on. I'm more often proven right than you. But yeah, he just seemed weird. Um but people loved him. People did love him. Of course him. they did, because it's TV and they can edit. He's supposed to be the star of the show. They they make him as likable as possible. Decent looking guy for his age, I guess. And what? You're like Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza, I guess. I don't Not know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I saw that after his wife died. He went on a date with a couple He went on people. a date with, and this was fairly immediately, like within a month, I think, 30 yeah. days. But that's not okay. So uh, there was a there was an article. I believe How's it was. Why would I do that? He he was engaged to a woman, right? And then called it off because she had put on like ten pounds. Okay, so that was part of it. But the part of it that stuck out to me was, and I think it was in Variety. They're trying to do this like investigative piece. They're trying to cancel this dude because he's like what seventy years. His old. His name is Gary, by but the it's way. Spelled... Not, not Jerry, not Gary, Gary. Okay, so F- strike one. The part of the story that stuck out to me. Yeah. Was that I guess the way The Bachelor framed it was he had a chain of restaurants, he sold them, and he retired. Oh, yeah. No, he's a janitor. But that was the part of the article that I found so insulting. They're like, oh, well, actually, since then, he wasn't retired. He was installing hot tubs and and cleaning places. And I'm like, okay, so what's wrong with that? What, we're canceling a guy for having... We're canceling a guy for having work ethic? We're canceling a guy for doing jobs that actually might help somebody? Installing jacuzzis? Is that a bad thing? I I don't think so. Grace, Grace, I think it's because the show framed him as a restaurateur. But he technically was. He sold a bunch of chain restaurants at one point. I think that was... A little way ways back, like the eighties. Okay, so they do a little TV. That's magic. like identifying Howie Carr as a dishwasher. Yeah, but my issue with it was it was very snobby the way it was written. Like, oh, and actually, he's installing hot tubs or he's doing this. They were doing getting that. all the facts in where the show slacked. I think I think it's a, a little classist. And you know what? I think people would be lucky to be with a guy who knows how to install a hot tub. That's my hot take on it. Someone who actually doesn't sit behind a keyboard all day and go, click, clack, click, clack. Are you okay with him dumping a girl because she gained 10 pounds? That I I cannot um, I cannot verify that. I cannot authenticate was, that at I this time. I think it was in the same, same article. I cannot authenticate it. Yeah. And I will not authenticate it. I believe it. that decision was made as he was a custodian or whatever. 
hot tub installer. Hot tub installer. Yeah, I don't yeah. even. Okay. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Actually. Taylor, stay right there, because yeah. this is a good question for okay. you. Today's poll question is brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. When was the last time you had your insurance audited? Rizzo saved one of my coworkers over $1,700. To get your insurance audited, go to RizzoInsurance.com. Jared, what is the poll question, and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurlyShow.com, is are you the type of person who flipped the bird? Yes, in any given situation. Yes, mostly while in traffic. Sometimes or no. Never. I would say sometimes, but I if I could customize my own, I would say rarely, but I can't say never. It would be more rarely than never. Taylor, what about you? Not anymore. Not, never. Under any circumstances. But back in the day, I, you back, used to flip you want that a story? bird. I've told you this story. I don't think I've told it to your audience. Can, can I hold on? Sure. If you want to hear Taylor's bird story. Remember my train story? This is... This is pretty good. I, I don't. I will need a refresher on the train. The train story. No, 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 any, no, no. Do We're any, doing one story. Do you have any guests you're, next yeah. hour, Grace? You're getting one story when we come back. It's not <laughs> the, it's not the train breed. story. We'll be right back. This is the Grace Curley Show. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Wizard of Woke has agreed to stay on for one more segment to tell us, not his train story, we only have time for one story, sir, but you're going to tell us about the time... Train story would take most of your next segment. You're going to tell us the story of why you no longer give people the middle finger. Did we get the results from the poll? What's the results, Jared? Uh, right now, 39% say sometimes, 32% for never, 16% for in any given situation, and 13% for mostly in traffic. Okay. So, three years ago... Do was... any of you know the tale of how <laughs> cornmeal came to be? <laughs> I was driving down a one-way street with my wife in the passenger seat. We were in an argument, so I was already heated. My son was in the back seat of the car... And there was somebody behind me. This is a very residential area. Cars parked on both sides, very narrow New Bedford Street. And I was being, um, the, the person behind me was was tailgating me. And so I gave a little brake check, carried on. They got even closer. I full-on stopped the car. They stopped the car. I got out. I am already super agitated from whatever argument this was. And I get out and I step and I look at that minivan, the driver, and I said, don't with me today. I am not in the mood. Do not me today. The Joan Crawford style. Don't bleep with me today, boys. This and ain't then, my first rodeo. Then she rolled down the window and says, no, you don't with me. It's and a I, girl? It was an older woman. <laughs> oh, God. But I got back in the car and my wife said, are you crazy? That person could have had a gun. And I was like, Okay, yeah, good point. So I don't I don't do anything like that anymore. Watch out, ladies. <laughs> we gotta get Joe back. <laughs> okay, when we come back, we'll take more of your calls. Don't go anywhere.